I wanted to be Bob Newhart. That's I wanted to be. I wanted to live a life like Bob Newhart. I have a beautiful wife. I live in a tall building. People respect me, and I'm funny. That was really the parameters of my. That's life. Bob Newhart on the TV show, by the way. That's right, not Bob Newhart. <laughs> Bob Newhart. That's Bob Newhart on the TV show. And- Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, Phil Palisol uh, talking to me on the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast for this week. And uh, I am happy to have him as my guest. I re uh, got acquainted with him. Not I shouldn't re got acquainted. I re saw him. I saw him again. I saw him again. And uh, I always enjoy seeing Phil. And I saw him when I was in Denver. Uh, because that's where he lives right now. And I was there at the Comedy Works for a great weekend. Thanks to everybody who came out to those shows. And uh, hello to everybody who might be coming out to some shows in the future. When's the next time you might be able to see me? You might be asking yourself right now, or maybe not. But that's what I'm going to answer. That's the question that I'm about to answer right now. Um, This Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be in the Chicago area. I'm going to be at Zaney's downtown on Wells Street, November 15th, Friday, and November 16th, I'll be out at Zaney's and Rosemont's. So, uh, check me out. Come out. Let's have some fun. Don't, don't, don't wait. Just one night in each spot, and then you're done. And then I'll fly home on November 17th for my big show at Magicopolis in Santa Monica. Uh, that's a benefit for my daughter's school. If you haven't purchased tickets for that, please go to jakethis.com and, uh, the link can go to the place and you can come to see that show. It's a, it's, it's a fun show. It's not just me. It's Derek Hughes, Greg Barron, Owen Smith, and Lori Kilmartin. I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at uh, the Improv Town there, November 29th and December 1st. And don't, 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 don't forget, December 5th through 8th, I'm going to be in Cleveland taping my new comedy special at Hilarities. Hilarities in Cleveland, December 5th through 8th. Um, check that out come to that show. I'm commissioning a backdrop to be painted. Things are exciting. I'm hiring painters, ladies and gentlemen, not to mention you got to, of course you knew that I would be hiring uh, camera guys and whatnot, some microphone uh, wranglers, but I'm also commissioning a, a, a painting, some art for the backdrop. It's uh, based on a Vincent Van Gogh painting. Surprise. If you've seen the other shows that I've done, uh, you know that that's the thing that I like to do. And so check that out. Check that out. Check yourself out. Hey, um, it is great this week to have a chance for me to catch up with Phil Palisol. And uh, if you have listened to my first CD, Jake Johansson, live at Cobb's Comedy Club, you've heard me tell stories about my trip to China. Well, I did that trip with another comedian, and it was not just to do shows. It was to have a vacation and to bring back some great stories. And Phil Palisol is the comedian who I took that trip with, and that was in 1999. And, you know, we always reminisce a little bit about that when we see each other because that's one of a, one of the really intense, fun times that I've had with Phil in my life. Um, but I've known him for a long time as a, as a really strong hilariously funny working comedian. He was also out here writing um, on TV shows with his wife 
and partner, Nora Lynch, who is also a comedian, who we talk about in this show, and I hope to have her on as a guest one day. But uh, Thursday night at the Comedy Works, Phil was on the bill, and uh, so I got to see his show again and invited him to come up to my hotel room. <laughs> nothing sexual, nothing naughty, just a little conversation, and that's what we had. So this conversation happened in my hotel uh, while I was in Denver, and we had a great time catching up. I mean, I hope that you enjoy this conversation. I do have to say that he kind of walked into the room. He had these cinnamon roll things. We opened the box, we turned on the recorder, and we started to go. And it was a lot of fun while we were having the conversation. I've listened to it again, and I wonder if it sounds a little too much like uh, two crazy guys uh, getting cranky in a hotel room about uh, what it's like to not like some of the way the world is changing. Which starts off like that, but then we get into some more serious stuff, and then Phil reveals... Uh, reveals some <coughs> a little bit of a secret about himself you know in professional radio you'd push a button and not cough into the microphone but here in the podcasting world it's all the coughs you can eat um luckily the podcast software protects your immune system from having to deal with whatever i just coughed and coughed coughed whatever i just coughed and coughed into the microphone um so anyway i'm going to turn this over to phil and i and our conversation i hope that you enjoy it because this conversation is a little bit long i'm not checking in with nigel on this episode but there may be a bonus episode this week of nigel and i just i'm just telling you if i can get him on the device i will possibly put out another conversation later in the week possibly i think it's going to happen but i don't i don't like to make promises because i know you're like my children and i don't want to disappoint you anyway here is phil palisol i remember you know when we went to hong kong and you said and i've remembered this often but you said uh, uh it's like we're at the tip of the ant pile the tip of the ant pile. Yeah, where all of the ants just come out. You know, it just, it was, you said it's like the mouth of the ant pile. Oh, in and, Hong Kong. In yeah, Hong Kong, because just, just, just people everywhere. They were just everywhere. And I think of that kind of problematic thing. As you say, that this this goes somewhere centrally first. The phone. Yes. The phone, our phones. It they goes go somewhere centrally first, right? And then must outshoot from that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's got to go to a satellite somewhere. Right, we're not just talking to each other. One of them, that one doesn't just connect to this one. No, 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 exactly. That's how they can monitor all of it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just, it goes link A to your link A, and then who knows who else is linked into that link A? I like to think that they're listening to us in a smoky bathroom. <laughs> like, like, it's not pleasant. Like, they get to listen to us, but they have to yeah. be in some terrible place. It smells yeah. like, Mold. you know, digestive <laughs> mayhem and, and cigarettes and cigars. You know, there's yeah. some jackass in there who's too important to, for them to tell them uh. to quit smoking. And that, and so that's why they can't really concentrate on what we're saying in our conversations. I don't think they we really have to worry, you and I, too much about them listening to us, do we? No. I mean, I'd rather no. they didn't. Don't get me wrong. No. I mean, what are they going to find out? You know, I, and I mean, what am I going to reveal? I, I, I'm, I've got to be one of those people that they just turn off after a bit. You know, like, almost like identity theft re- returning, you know. I mean, you, you just take it back. Just listen. This is all you did with it? You know, that kind of thing, you know? Well, yeah, I, th- I sort of feel like that's one of the things that's hard to come to grips with as a comic who's been around for a while. You know, it used to be... You would prepare your your bits, and you know you'd get you'd get ready, 
a set and then you would go on television and that's when people would see it. I mean, they could see if they came out in a comedy club, but for, for most people to have access to you, it, it waited until it was this polished thing. Yeah. And now there's podcasts and Facebook and people are just doing, they're blurbing out all their stuff. And to the point where this, what's, what the NSA is doing now, eventually everyone will have access to. They'll just be able to watch you. They'll be able to, you know, peek in on this conversation. At, at my and, rawest, right? At your rawest. Yeah, my It'll, most and, raw. And so your whole life will be like a TV show that someone could watch that's just very, not personally towards you, but tedious. I mean, if you watch anybody's life, everything they do all day, it's just like, well, he's just sitting there reading something now. That's not interesting to me. I've, uh, I have a GoPro. You know, I got I picked up a GoPro for some traveling mm-hmm. things, and and I, I've worn it around my chest uh, a few times just to. I want to do Phil for a day, just so that mm-hmm. people understand just how ridiculously mm-hmm. ridiculous it is. That's great. So you put it on your chest and you do the time just, lapse thing for the yeah, whole day. Yeah, I just wear it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I starts out with my dog walk, and then it goes into the mowing of the leaves and the raking of the thing, and then the uh, uh, blowing out the gutters, and then the, uh, putting the car battery charger on the car uh-huh. battery because I was out of town last week and the car went dead. You know, just these. But it's time lapse, so you can watch the whole yeah. day in in an yeah. hour or something. Yeah. And how how was it when you had to sit down and kind of take a look at it? <laughs> uh, it. it it's funny, it could be because I'd live it, you know, and these are things that I like to do. I want to charge the battery, you know, I want to rake leaves. You'd probably charge the battery even if it wasn't dead. Uh, <laughs> I, well, every, every couple months, you're hooking up to yeah, machine, yeah. What's it cost me, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 I'm off of the, the point A again, right, with the battery. I, mm-hmm. I'm getting just electricity from wherever that point A is. Right. I'm connected to that grid with that, you know? They know how much electricity I'm using. They're probably listening. I don't. I, this is the thing. I don't think they have time to go through it all. You know, there would no. have to be. There would have to be. You know, half of us would be have to be living our lives while the other half are watching. You know, or or we'd have to take turns. You know, or they have to just not pay attention to parts of it, and then that's where things can slip through the well, cracks. And, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed that joke that you had the other night. That you were saying the average television watcher is what. Four and a half hours right. a day. So somebody's going to have to pull a double, isn't that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Um, the idea of that, I, how many of us have a, a cachet of stuff on our DVR that we'll just never get to? Well, it used to be books for me. I mean, it still is sort of where I'll buy books and then put them in my, on a shelf or pile, you know, where the, then the pile gets so big. So you just right. go, I surrender to that pile and I'm just going to put those into the shelf, <laughs> you know, as, as if I've read them. Yeah, right. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I've done that with email too. I've got a, an already read file and an answer file and, and, and then I keep them in my face file, you know, so that I, you what's gotta, your face file? Well, address it. Either put it in the already read or put it in the need to answer, but uh-huh. keep the and and it's like loop deep doodly loop deep doodly. I know. Did like you read in the air? Did you read one of those get organized books? Because that sounds like there's this book by this guy Dave Allen called Getting Things Done, uh-huh. and he he advises these different piles of things. Like you know, these are the things that you've got to address or face, like you said, uh-huh. and then you decide: is it trash? Is it to save? Is it to do something later? Right. Or is it to do something right now? And you got to put it in one of those piles, and you have to do it right now. Other, but 
you know, you try and do that, and then you get behind, and then it's a mess. Like the things that you're supposed to get to later, you realize, oh, geez, the last time I even put anything in there was a month ago. Uh-huh. And then you go and look in there, and you realize, oh, half of that shit is expired. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of have, um, uh, you know those bags of cookies that you get that have a little cardboard divider? I have those for papers to file, cardboard divider, more papers that I should have filed. You know, I was I was up to date up until this pile here, uh-huh. and now, as you say, I've just garnered a new pile because I never got to that one, and now I've got this other piece of cardboard. And I know, I know, it's inside. I know that if I get down to that second piece of cardboard, then I, I'm still okay. But beyond that, I'm in. But you're never going to the bottom. I sort of feel like how much of our lives now now we're in the world of the NSA. Like we're how much of your life is devoted to things that you have to do just to be organized or, or it's just like you're sorting and putting things away instead of like when we were just monkey people, we just run around and eat and have sex with each other. We didn't have to like file things and turn in reports. No. And, no, you just you just simply lived a life. Um I got I, I ordered a a meal by number. I'll have a number four. That's basically what I said. And, and where I got did a receipt. Uh, it was a place called Whataburger. And I got a receipt that was. I took a picture of it. It was as long as my arm. It took me half a second to order the food. And the the proof of me ordering the food was a piece of paper as long as my arm. And why is the why do they do that? I for at first I thought. Well, they have to. They do that, so, you know. And then they say to the customer, "If you don't get a receipt, it's free." And I, I get that. The reason for that is they don't trust the guy who's ringing up the food. They think you're going to go. I'll take a number four, and then he says it's eight dollars. You give him eight dollars. He puts it in the register, and later he remembers I, that's my eight dollars because I didn't <sighs> ring it up. So right. I got to make the receipt to hand to the guy so that it's in the machine. So oh, that my I've never boss, thought of that. That's that, well, sure, yeah. So yeah. my boss can catch me, but. If I'm stealing, but the whole but the whole thing that the receipt now is like a book. You know, there's like coupons, or sometimes you go to the grocery store and it spits out, "This is the receipt, and this is the coupons that you get, and here's some special offers, and here's how you're doing on your frequent flyer, you know, grocery store miles or whatever." Yeah, and and there's another one they give you to call and tell them how they're doing. It's an 800 number or a survey or something to furthermore get your information. They want to know what, who we are. But then half the time you get the survey back from the car dealer and it's been terrible. Like you've had a terrible time when you went to the car dealer. So mm-hmm. you put down, it was terrible, despicable, one. If there was a number less than one, I would put one out of five. You do that whole thing. And then at the end it says, do you have comments? And you write a paragraph about the person, how you were treated and what went wrong. And then no one ever calls you. Right. No one ever calls you. Right. It's just like, hey, why don't you just write all that? Write us a 2,000-word essay and then crumble it into a little ball. <laughs> Surround yourself with flowers and burn it in a trash can. Yeah. Yeah. And then be sure and let the smoke get to, up into the atmosphere and we'll reassemble that at sure. some point. Sure. Write it on a balloon and set it aloft. Yeah. So that your complaint can float to somebody who really cares. Or how about, no, I'm not doing Yesterday, I unsubscribed to um, Quicken. You know, I used to do my finance oh, stuff at okay. Quicken. And then they stopped supporting Mac. And so I had to switch to another thing. But they still have me on their list of like, hey, we updated our software. And so like, I still can't use it on my computer. Right. So, so I, I said, unsubscribe me to this. And then it was like, okay, we unsubscribed you. Can you answer the survey about 
how you do things and why you respond to emails and stuff. And I was like, no, I can't. I want to stop interacting with you. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, well, I don't – the inner matrixes of all of that stuff um, are boggling to me. Um, I, I recently switched from uh, uh, one television stream net source to another, right? I went from uh, cable to dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a in a uh, in a cost cutting move because it was far more beneficial to pay a lot, which is still a lot less than what I was paying to get something that I I you barely watch I barely watch. So I I go to leave my former, and it was like breaking up with a stalker. You know now they want me. You know now they're really concerned about how much I pay and the package that I have. And I know like that's that. how they are. Now they are just as when I've decided to leave. And they, they're. I've always, I've always been a little bit bothered by. It. You'll see, uh, hey Denver Bronco fans, your Broncos won the Super Bowl victory. How would you like to sign up for Sports Illustrated and we'll give you these free things? And as a lifelong subscriber, you're like, well. Where's my cheese, man? I've been I've been funding this magazine forever, and now you're giving away all these free great things to, and they pay nothing, nothing. It's all promotional because they're trying to get new people. Well, that's how that's how it all works, and and I felt that same way because, I, you know, you're a loyal you're a loyal customer, not maybe loyal, just out of laziness, and they're like, well, that's we're gonna milk you then. Yeah. If that's who you are, you <laughs> sure. know. I'm and a leech. They, but you're then a as soon as you figure out the game, okay, the game is I'm switching from Dish TV to cable TV, but don't feel bad, Dish. Leave that thing on my roof because when these cable people turn abusive, I'm yeah. coming back to you, and, that's and exactly. then you're gonna give me a deal, and then I'm gonna switch back and, to them, and that's exactly. You gotta play it that way. I mean, I don't gotta, want to. I want I to get either. one and forget about it, and I, I want them either. to treat me like a person. Look, if you have to charge me eight percent more for just not switching, okay. But when it finally turns into like, you know, I'm on AT and T, my bill is like hundred and eighty three dollars for my cell phone for me and my wife, and so I go into T Mobile and I talk to them, and they're like, "Yeah, you can have all new phones, all you can eat, talk, text, data, and it's going to be hundred and twenty dollars or something like right. that." Right. It's just like then you could, now now do I call AT and T back and go, "Hey, I found out you were ripping me off, but I still want to be your boyfriend." Right. You know? Yes. And I think you don't. I, I think the thing to do is like a lily pad, you know? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, when my dad bought a TV, that was it. It was it was done. I mean, that was, he was never going to pay for it every month. He, he you know... I, and but now people buy, buy them on time, and then they... And then they uh, they bail or they default. I think maybe should we be saving for retirement or should we just be getting low interest credit cards and just keep jacking them up in some kind of plate spinning scheme until finally when you die, you've just got this mountain of terrible debt and the wolves are at the door and then you just crap your pants and die in your, your living room and then they storm in and it's like, yeah, you can have my crappy TV. Well, but there's no debtor's prison anymore, right? Well, I don't think we want that. Well, I don't. Th- no, I don't think we do either, but I, I mean... Why not go to a – if you're going to play the game like Survivor, mm-hmm. the TV show, why not just run tits up to debt, you know, on everything and just what, – what the hell? And then just declare bankruptcy and say, oh, what the hell? And then uh, – That's not how I'm doing it, by the way. I'm saving money and I'm trying to be the good – I'm being the, you know, the ant and the grasshopper. 
I'm sure. being the ant. I'm okay. working hard and I'm squirreling stuff That's away. Exactly but I'm surrounded do. by freaking grasshoppers, and eventually these grasshoppers are just going to say, hey, look, we didn't save anything, and we know that you have something in there, it, and so you're going to have to start paying for us now. I and think it's just that's like, the really, absolute truth. I would have loved to have been a grasshopper this whole time, but instead I've been busting my ass to yeah. save, and now you're just going to you're just going to say, well, we're neutralizing that. Or you 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 had a job where they told you that they were saving. Hey, we got your pension. Don't worry. You, when you work your thirty years, that happened years. to my friend of mine. Really? That happened to a friend of mine. His he, his company. They were matching, matching, matching. Everything he would give, they would give. And then they, they got caught up and they went bankrupt and it's all gone. And so he did do all it. All of right. it. Yeah. All of it is gone. Gone. Vanished. Like, and hey, remember that money we told you we were saving every month for your retirement? You don't have to worry. Vapor. You you saved. Did they lose his half too? No, his half they have, but their matching half gone. Yeah, um, of course. They, because and their thing is like, well, yeah, we invested, we lost that at the stock market casino, and it's just like, did I give you permission to gamble? That was my money. And I've worked here loyally because you said you were giving it to me but on a promise. Like yes. I worked for less money per hour, per day, per year because you said you were saving this. That was part of our deal. But that's then you right. back out of it. That's right. And I feel like that's the same thing with Social Security and all this other stuff. It's like, look. You promised me that you were taking that money and you were setting it aside. And now that I'm old and I'm going to get sick, you're saying, yep, yeah, well, we can't afford it. you got to be realistic. Think of the young people. It's like, hey, fuck, I was a young person, and I paid for the old people at that time. That gave in. Remember when they increased it? On They, they increased the, the, the uh, amount that we had to give, the percentage we had, our age had to give because they saw this coming. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's it, it's as if well we don't know what to do now you know um, it's not art we got to as you say think about the kids yeah well the more I the more I think about this stuff and also you watch Walking Dead and whatnot you think we I need to learn some sword fighting eventually you just walk out of your house with your duffel bag and your really good jacket your best jacket and a uh-huh. sword and a nice pair of boots uh-huh. and you just go out and make friends and. Whatever you can eat or you have on you, that's what you have. And everything else is up for grabs every day. That's, uh, that's where we're heading, I think. How's that cinnamon bun thing? You brought these over. These are um, Duffy Rolls. This is a Denver institution. Um, it's delicious. I can't, I can't deny it. Uh, I've often wondered, too. The, the one thing, I mean, we've got stresses of all sorts, all sorts. Uh, I've got, I've got a, I was born into an economic engine. If I don't participate at a high level, I'm in trouble. And But I'm not... And all sorts of other things, health and otherwise. But I'm not prey. I mean, I, my cat, and my little kitten has come home with a mouse a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And that's devastating and traumatic right. for, for everybody. I mean, this little kitten comes home with this mouse, and you don't know where it came from, what it's going to do. But imagine all of the pressures of the world that you deal with now, getting to the show on time and cars and all that stuff. And, and paying your paying your taxes and try switching cable companies right. and phone companies and all that other stuff. Right. And the threat of being eaten <laughs> at any moment. Trying to eat you at all any the moment. Time. You're right. I don't want to go really into Game of Thrones world where, <laughs> where somebody's coming to coming to eat you and I gotta spend my night in a hole every right. night. Like, oh I gotta I smear myself with mud at bedtime so <laughs> they don't recognize me while I'm asleep. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want and I think of that uh, uh, like apocalyptically, you know, that I don't know. I, I, I think I'd, I'd run to catch the bomb. I don't think that I would run from it. I think. I don't think I would. I think my survival instinct would be strong at the very beginning, but I would be one of the people who was a few months in. It'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna. As soon as we're done with these steaks, yeah. <laughs> cinnamon rolls, I think I'm gonna eat a bullet, and I'll see. I'll see you guys yeah. on the other side. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't look like. You know, I watch these doomsday preppers and things like that. You want to live in a hole for a year? 
me. I, I just that's, and then when you come out, you got to fight your neighbor who's coming out of his hole. Yeah, yeah. No, you all did. It. You did it. You all survived, and now you can fight one another a year later. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. You put up the inevitable for. Uh, yeah, and I, I just can't imagine. Where are you going to go? I, you see you know, disaster movies. You see the, the the one side of the highway out of town is completely blocked up, right? But the yeah. side in town, nobody's on. Well, why aren't there people using that side? And naturally, they would be because you wouldn't wait. You're, you're panic stricken and, and right. survival mode, and you're just every man for himself. I'm going over there. There's nobody over there. Get yeah, on that side. I think the road. smart move is to lock down for just a little while and let those dumbasses get out of <laughs> town. Have to be. You know, you don't want to leave. You don't want to try and drive home right in the middle of rush hour if there's a bar nearby. No, <laughs> no, exactly. You let some of the traffic die down, and some of these people are inevitably going to get killed by some of these other people who are trying to get where they want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're up. I, I hearken back to your old showing a gun to get into traffic. I mean, what are you going to you're going to yeah. kill the guy that's not going to get it? I think we're going to have to probably shoot people though when it comes down to it. I'm not. I'm not shooting people. I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't think I want to shoot people. I, I mean, I know. Do I know. Well, I should take that back. I've definitely felt as if I wanted, wanted to shoot to. somebody, but I'm not going to. I wouldn't shoot another person. I just like what's well, not worth it. I don't even like the fighting. But, you know, some people like to get in these arguments with other people where it's, maybe it's going to turn physical. I don't even care for that. Um, I don't I don't like appreciate or approach where any of our interaction is purely not positive. I don't want to go into I mean I can't imagine shooting you for fun. I don't want to punch you because we get a charge out. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make any... It's only going to be, be worse exactly, after you do exactly, that. Exactly. It's only going to be exactly. worse after you do that. Like, even with even verbally. You know, I, you just dumbass. You know, I mean, I don't even want that sort of thing between me and virtually anybody. Mm-hmm. Because I don't handle it well. You know, I you make me a burrito. If I don't like it, I don't say a word about it. You know, I just don't want that... Well, maybe you should say something about it. Maybe I should, but I'm uncomfortable with that part of it. Uh-huh. So the idea of of pulling a gun and, and changing a direction forever without ever having any ability to retribute or make up, you know, to, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you know that, or I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, yeah. It always it always kind of seems like those situations, you know, when we watch on the news that somebody's done that domestic violence or, you know these crazy people who go in and shoot up someplace and then they kill themselves. It's like, how soon after they start do they realize, oh, I, I boxed myself in. I've got to kill myself or else yeah. I'm going to jail forever. Right. Uh, and, I, you know? well, and I think from what I'm reading and understanding the development of uh, brain development and how these surges come on, they, I mean, you, you don't booby trap a house overnight. You don't amass this stuff overnight. This is a thought process that gets brought through like a volcano and then the eruption. And then there is the, oh, my God. It, and as it settles back down into reality, and then it's just, oh. But it, they can't. You know, my wife has a, a great idea. Just if you're going to go out and kill a bunch of people, kill yourself first and then because it would they get to that place they clearly get you're heading there anyway you're going to wind up there anyway exactly you're going to be gone right so what's the difference to you if we're still here right why don't you let us hang out exactly you can check out that's a good idea just pretend as if you did start with you start your rampage with you and and um I mean, I just don't... Or hook the shotgun thing up that you're hooking up to your door so when they come in to search your place afterwards, hook that up and then 
go out to the store, forget that you did it, come home, or check it. Just check, check it. it. Just give check it. it. Just wrong. make give sure it, it works. Yes, yes, yes. See if it will kill somebody on entrance yeah. of the door. That is a great idea. Then you, then you have succeeded in your failure. Because this, there is no success in that. They, they further no agenda. They well, get nothing just, else done. And, and also, it's a desperate. I, I kind of don't like the idea of people killing themselves either. I kind of would prefer that they didn't do that. I prefer that they just calm down. It's like it's not worth that. It's not worth all this to do that. Like, well, this is a. I, I try to come to grips with it, and the only thing that I can think of is that a, a, an individual. You know, we talk about being connected and all that stuff, and that individual is so disconnected from the rest of the sources, whatever right. they are, that it doesn't matter if I take eighteen other people. Well, that's the obvious thing to me too. About about it, about these crazy things that they're done by crazy people who are so disconnected, and everybody always wants to ask, like, how do they get the guns? We got to keep these people from getting guns. And it's just like my question is, like, how could they be so isolated that they have zero friends that, that no one said to them, the point. "Hey, Bob, that's a lot of guns you're that, putting into exactly, your house." Hey, man, exactly. what's up with that Batman? Body armor right. thing that you're right. wearing, like right. they have, they have no friend, they right. have no connection to other people who could possibly help them or put the brakes on them or reality check them of like, hey, you're getting down a road here that uh, maybe you ought to. We got to let's 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 go sit in the soft place where it's quiet. Precisely. Well, you know the 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 family of the TSA shooter. They had gotten some text and they tried to get the word out, and apparently the word got out, but shortly too tragically too late. But it's just exactly that. I think they become there's there isn't any bridge into your life. I mean, people always say, "Well, he seemed like a quiet guy." Did you did you ever talk to the guy? Did you ever go up with a right? You know, I, the, the idea that, as I say, that they can become it, the bridge is not to figure out what to do about the guns. The bridge is to do uh, about figuring out what to do about the. How do you find isolation in that? Yeah, how do you recognize these people who are unhooking? And, And, you know, just when you were thinking about that, I think about my neighbors whose, you know, name I know, and I say hello to them, but I don't really, you know, from my perception of them, it is like you say, well, they seem like a nice person because I don't, I don't have, I assume that they have deeper connections to other people, but maybe they don't. Maybe, right. maybe just, and that maybe is how it works. Is maybe, right. maybe just everybody who passes them, they say hello and they're polite, but that's their maximum. You know, like you and I get to go home and make love to a lady, and we've got friends that we talk to, and we go out to comedy clubs and do our shows and then have interactions with those people after the show. But maybe these people forget about having sex with a lady or, or going out to have drinks with their friends. All they have in life is like, hello. Hey, how's it going? And they just say, or or less, or less, just something. But everybody assumes, well, that's my interaction with that person. But they they're connected to someone else, right? Uh, and and uh, which is why I mean, to get to the layer of it, it's incumbent on us all to see that person inside. Maybe that's what the NSA should be looking for. They should not be listening to figure out what dangerous shit people are saying. They should be listening to find out, like, who's quiet? Yeah. Who's the person who's yeah. not connected to anyone? Anybody. Who's the... Who's the phone the, who's is dead. The, like, this is a... Per, this is... I can see this dot moving around on the map, but it never talks or says right. anything or interacts with anyone. Right. You know? Right. No, I... Maybe um, we should just... And then you don't spy on them more. You just go up to that person. You ask them how they're doing. Sort of like a, I don't know, a shepherd. <laughs> like a German shepherd with a little yeah. lost sheep, you know, they run out there and Because they didn't. I mean, this is the thing that amazes me is that man's capacity to do harm to man. Because you don't see that. In, you'll see a wayward sheep get 
jacked up and lost and eaten by the rest of the world. Okay, that's part of the wolves. Wolves, right? Yeah, sure. But then, but then they're the the part of the collective is to protect it. You know, I right. mean, the, the, get, get that one back over here. You know, the sheep doesn't ever kill the other sheep. No, never. You know, you sons of you know, it never goes on a rampage. You know? Although there is a there is a, a a kind of a vampire zombie sheep movie that they did in New Zealand where that happens and the sheep you turn into a terrible killer sheep. That's just a tan. That's a little bit of a tangent. But I that's a movie. I, have you seen the movie where they lit the sheep and they used the dogs to? It's on a Scottish hillside. It's really, really cool. They they light the sheep up in these little vests, and uh, all the sheep are wearing a, all the sheep are wearing particular colors, and they get them to make uh, like they look like fireworks. And the dogs are chasing these sheep around. And they look like fireworks, or they look like a flag waving, or they look like a, a red dot being thrown from side to side on the hillside. And it's all these dogs, and it's all these dogs who are being told what to do by some guy on a hillside. It's one guy or it's a couple? It's a few guys. It's a few sure guys because it's, it's and a few few more dogs yeah, and then and a bunch of sheep. About 100 sheep maybe, maybe 60 sheep. I mean, it's I just, a good number. This is what I like like about human beings. I, I love to watch that, which I'm going to Google that and maybe try and post it if I can find uh-huh. it. It's on YouTube or Yeah, something. yeah, that's what I saw, yeah. So I'll put it on the podcast webpage if I can find it. But I want to see the conversation of those guys, you know, when they're the shepherd guys are sitting in a bar and they're having the idea to do that and the conversation about like and the one guy says it could be this and the other guy's no 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 here's how we're going to do it and he goes I I got some best well you got to be careful you're not going to well but see this is why I that's just that had to happen right that had somebody did think it it had to happen but those are guys think it up shepherd guys who are out they're just watching sheep all the time. Those are classic disconnected guys who yep. could maybe go a little batty. Yeah. But they've turned their battiness and used it into something like, Creatively, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah and, and, and again, you would think, I mean, that's not far from so. You know what I mean? Uh, that's From what? That, from That's not far from so. That That is so. That that's probably the way it happened. That they turned it inward and found this, found this creative outlet and a connection source to the greater... Then to turn it outward and disconnect. And uh, I'm just a sheep herder and I hate those damn ruddy animals and <laughs> the weather's always horrible over here. And give me another whiskey and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't shoot up the bar. They got together and sang a few songs and thought... What if we made the sheep look like fireworks with lights on them? It, yeah. It's ridiculous human innovation in that way, you know? And then they all dumped Comcast and went over to the <laughs> Fios network. And complained about it. Because that's the other... What if we could get everyone in the United States to switch cable providers on the same day? Like, we're all, we'll all switch... To, well... To, cape, to the cable company one day, and then they think they're really on to something, and... <laughs> In the next month, we all switched to Dish Network. Um, that's, uh, I would love to be able to do that because, um, first of all, we could. We, I mean, it would be a fad, you know. Uh, well, it would be like a flash mob chaos, precisely. chaos thing. Yeah, and, and people can't do that. I mean, we can take a horrible or a, a horrible tragedy and turn it into a holiday, like, like Veterans Day coming up uh, or D-Day celebrations. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I, I happen to think, and I, I hate this thought, but I happen to th- there will be a 9-11 sale one day because it will oh. become a memorial sort of thing and then it will become the sort of thing that... And it's, I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think... I don't know. I'm you just, may have gone too far. Perhaps. It's, it's 12 years, Phil, but it might have been I'm, too soon I'm, for I'm, that Well, but idea. think of D-Day. Think of, uh, you know, uh, those sort of... No, I do understand. I do understand. I would just... Um, 
just because you know to keep people from getting so upset about fixate you know because people get fixated on something where they know someone who suffered during that or whatever but you know new orleans where they had hurricane katrina then the next that happened in september and then the next you know what is it mardi, mardi gras i think is in february or march they had the mardi gras they yeah had it. yeah and everyone in america was like hey don't you have better thing you should be spending your money on rebuilding the city or this or that but i sort of feel like no the proper response to tragedy is we need to have a party and remind ourselves that we survived uh-huh. and that we are happy uh-huh you know uh, and, and get right back to it uh, I, I, they had the you know i mean the, the the thing happens, uh, the Superdome problem, and then they they open the season there. The Saints open the season there, and I, I think to myself, on the one hand, there were bodies in that building, and mm-hmm. uh, for days there were bodies in that building, and now they're oompa loompa papa, you know, and having a football game, and and yet that's exactly, uh, however it comes out, but that's exactly the purpose of it. I think. Uh, I think about. Uh, I was raking leaves the other day, right, and blowing them and stuff. Is and that just, on YouTube? Uh, no, no, not yet. Well, it's my chest cam. I had it. <laughs> yeah. um, not yet. But I'm, I'm raking the leaves up, and I've got the blower out. And, and just inadvertently, <sighs> over a big pile of something, animal, ant, I don't know what it is, a, a bug, right? Just I just what completely Some sort of bug in the stri- street. It's like an ant pile. I don't know if they're ants or whatever they are. If they're ants, they're large. But it, um, it's just in the you know the mm-hmm. house, and I, I blow their I blow their world apart mm-hmm. like that. And forty five, fifty hour minute, you know, sixty minutes later, I come back and it's, it's it's rebuilt in some way. You know, they just got right back to to work. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't waste a lot of time. Like, holy shit, what are we gonna do? We got to get a government. We need to fill out some paperwork and get the main ant colony to submit some, send some worker ants out here to rebuild this. Yeah, and and it's I, it, maybe the key is that they have some part of them that just do that. That you, what you do, you lift rocks. I don't care. That, that's all you do all day long. You're an ant that lifts rocks. Now go lift rocks, and that's that's it. It doesn't it doesn't matter the shape to you, it doesn't matter, even if you're forming a tunnel you don't think that way, you just I'm a rock mover, that's all I do, I move rocks you're not describing a happy life as a person <laughs> and then they lose your pension, you spend your whole, whole life, life it's, moving rocks it's the, making a pile, know, it blows down you rebuild it, you just, in debt. you just do your job, and they lose all your pension and they do that because of greed they lose your pension because of greed, it's never well, it is. Yeah, they're trying to run it up in the stock market. They're thinking like, well, what? We, we, instead of just putting this in something safe, what we'll do is we'll invest in and we'll make a shitload of money, and then we'll pay. We'll be able to pay their pension, and then we'll also have a little bit extra for ourselves. That's what we're going to do. And then it doesn't work out, and it's like, no, well, you're going to pay. You're you're going to suffer for that. It, yeah. I, I lost it at the casino, but that's I. That was an honest mistake. Yeah, and they knew going in probably wasn't going to work. You know, some of these guys they have. Uh, Clauses in their contract that, or it didn't know, matter if it didn't work. Didn't they knew, if it like, didn't if work. we lose the money, you're the one who's not going to get the money. It's not my money; it's yeah. your money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this was only money I was going to get. I didn't get it. I, I took it from you and lost it. But it, I took it from you so that I would get it. I just didn't. Well, I just took it from you and your grandchildren and their college and their futures and things like that. And mm-hmm. and, and that again, that's that's part of the disconnect. Uh, I don't. I don't. 
is there a need for a high-end yacht? This is a market that is booming right now. High-end right? yachts. High-end yacht? Middle-end yachts are not doing well because of the stigma of having just that kind of money. But if you're you kind of an money, asshole if you have a middle-end yacht, yeah, but when you're yeah. super rich and you have a high-end yacht, that, it's just That like, market is well, doing quite well. And how do you know this? I saw it on television. I saw it. I was flicking to, you know, I was checking my futures. Uh-huh. I and, thought maybe uh, you were getting some magazine. I had a friend who used to get this magazine, The Rob Report. I don't know if it even exists anymore. Uh-huh. But it's a magazine of, for super rich people spending money like so there'll be ads in there for high-end yachts or weird really? vacations that you could never take but right. but through some fluke of pre-internet password subscription you could buy this magazine you could you could go buy the kind of consumer porn magazine wow. and be uber rich at the at the newsstand wow. and it was weird so i thought maybe you were on some website you know i'm sure there's a website where you can go and shop for um ultra high-end yachts there's a market for anywhere, anything. Uh, undoubtedly, you could do that. It's just some people like to look at that stuff because they think, oh, so wouldn't it be great to have this yacht? And I, when I sometimes I look at it, I kind of feel like, how much do you need? Do you really? Couldn't you? Couldn't 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 you? You're not going to sail in this thing all the time. Couldn't you split this with four other guys? Well, that to me is the issue. I mean, if, there's a difference between access and ownership. Uh, if you have that kind of money, you have access to that kind of boat. At the drop of anything, now, I'm go- Jake, let's go to my yacht. A helicopter. If you have that kind of money, billions of dollars. Well, you don't need to buy a yacht. That's, that's, what, that's my point. So well, what is the purpose of it? Well, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a misunderstanding, too. Uh, but, that, but I say that to people who say, I want to have a house in London, and I want to have a house in L.A., and I want to have a house in Tokyo. And it's just like, do you really? Because you're only going to be, let's say you split, you're, you're in each of those places for four months of the year. That means for the other eight months of the year, those places are empty, and you got to make sure that nobody breaks in and hire somebody to clean them and all this other right. stuff. Why not just, you know, for for that same amount of money, you could, whenever you want, instead of going to those three places, go to any place. You know, you could have your one house where you got all your sure. shit, but then if you want to go to Tokyo, you could stay in the different, the top floor of the fanciest hotel anytime you want. Why why have your own house when you can, you have all of this at your disposal to do it this other way? And, and the freedom of that, too. You don't, you're not connected to something that you have that you don't really have. You know, well, what but that's, good is but a that's home to me in Paris if I, uh, why own it? But that's to go back to the materialistic idea that we were talking about before of like sometimes that post-apocalyptic, the idea that you just, the reality that you really only have, have, you really only possess the things that are on you or that you're using right now. Those other things that are back at your house or filed away in your storage space or whatever, you can go get those, but you don't really have those right now. Some That place could burn down or somebody could bust in there and take that away. Right. Or that dream of that pension or, my, in my case, my savings that's in these accounts. There could be some kind of global financial fart and then it, it, it's, it's all Bad gone. Yeah. But So that's that to me is more the reality reality of things that you really, we really only have ourselves inside of ourselves and who the other people that we're connected to, and all that other shit is just shit. It's just stuff. Well, I, that's I, I'm coming to appreciate that. That that's you know that's why I get my phone. Okay, it's old. It's used. Go get another one. 
You know, I, I don't want it to be a disposable sort of thing. I just want it to be a connection sort of thing. That I'm not this. This isn't me. Doesn't matter. You're not your phone. I'm not my phone. Not yet. You're better not than yet. your phone. One day, one day, some, one day it's going to go on my wrist. You're kind of your day. GoPro though. I uh, we, we wait till you see it. Wait till you see it. I, I thought about getting a GoPro just to do kind of what you were talking about, just mm-hmm. to walk around. It's like I go to New Orleans to the Jazz Festival. I thought, I'll just put it on, on and wear it all day, and it'll just keep it's, taking pictures of things. But, and, and but is it interesting to watch that stuff after I, you've done it? I think it is. I think it is because uh, it gives you a perspective that you don't have, even though you have it. Uh, because it's being you're living it. Now you're watching it. Yeah. Right? You're living it as it's happening. And, and we were talking about this the other night, that when you look at a photograph, because I was glancing over some that we had from Hong Kong, and when you look at a photograph, I don't, I couldn't recall that day, I couldn't recall the time or anything like that, but you look at the picture and you go, man, I remember that shirt. I yeah. remember we had lunch at that place, remember that place and that food and that guy, remember that whole, and those memories come back to you in that way, and and they can be significant like that. And uh yeah, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I just what you were talking about that trip to Hong Kong. I remember we ate lunch at one place that was a, it was definitely a restaurant, but the food was weird. And right next to it was a place that I thought was a pet store, but was also a restaurant. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, it's what is that but their world, right? I, yeah. I mean, it's odd to me, and you react to it in the way that you do, but it's not. Wrong. I mean, it's the way they. That's how they roll. That's, yeah, that's how they roll, and that's exactly right. I'm, who am I to? Who made me right? You know, I mean, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out the answer right now. I mean, what what do I do next? What What's do I do next? What? Just that's the question. Even if it's I sometimes the answer is you're going to just watch what you did already today exactly. on the GoPro. You're going to take exactly. an hour out and just review what you've already done. But, but what do I got to do to do that? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? What do I do next? I got to get a plane ticket. I got to do the. No job starts here, right? Every job starts back here. You like, got to back up. You yeah, got to back up. It doesn't up. start. My job, that's what people think about stand-up. They think, oh, you only work one hour a night. Well, it's no, I actually work. I had to buy the plane ticket. I had to send out an email blast. Precisely. I had to get the email addresses the last time I was there. I had to go on the Letterman show to become more known. I had, you know, you back up and you back up Precisely. and you back up. And it's all connected to everything. But even even the show that's going to happen tonight's the last night here at Denver. It's Saturday night shows. Um I flew here on Wednesday, and I that was all stuff I had to do to be able exactly, to do this show tonight. Exactly. It, it, all of it. Everything that is is the extension of what was. This is the culmination of maybe 40 hours of work just to get here, to be here physically. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get the car, you got to get the ticket, you got to get to the airport, got to do tissues mm-hmm. off, and all, you know, just to get here. And so it's... It's really overwhelming to do because I've got this little series, this other little series that I want to use with the. the I've got a flip camera, the Five Minute Man. You, you got to change the uh, furnace filter, right? Uh huh. Five Minute Man shows you how to do that. Take the cover off, put the filter, take the put the, and you're done in five minutes. That's what Five Minute Man does. But so, but it's like one of those uh, home home improvement sort yeah, of yeah that I produce, right? Yeah. Today we're going to uh, clean the back of your fridge, right? So we take the back of the fridge off, and we you see it's lint, and I've got it all filmed up, and then I clean it, I vacuum it all out, and I put this thing together. But do you have one about 
a minor dishwasher repair and maintenance and how to flush out the... No, but... Because I need to do that, and I was just looking that up on the Internet. It looks a little bit complicated. Oh, no. Well, I, I will uh, I'll run that through. Yeah, I'll set my flip up, and I'll run it because I've got a dishwasher that could use that thing. But then getting it to the, the hard thing, the hard thing is to get you to tonight, right? To get that all that footage to become a thing that people could look at, to like on Facebook, that could right. become a thing that, that you Well, that used to be the whole... That's to go back to what I was talking about earlier with comedy, you know, to, to get used to the idea that it, the way that it used to work was you would only see the tip of the iceberg. If you were an audience member or a, a consumer of entertainment, right. you would only see that tip of the iceberg that I, that people had polished off and put on the Tonight Show or done a special of. But nowadays, you see everybody's looking at a whole ton more of the iceberg. You know, yeah. there's all oh, you got your GoPro of your day, which right. it's as mundane, and you got the you know podcasts where you're listening to people have a conversation, which hopefully this is more interesting than just us blathering right. on. But but there's just so much more now than that tip of the iceberg, but people still do get caught up into thinking that, oh, the tip of the iceberg, that's the whole thing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And, and and yet you've got to you've got to present that tip of the iceberg polished and, and prepped and um, in a really professional and top shelf kind of way. And you've got to do that amongst people that don't care. That you're doing that, you know what I mean? That well, you're right. willing you're to producing show. Your, you're producing your flip, your your five minute man videos, and some people they sound cool to me. Are they up? Are you doing that? Uh, on your I've web, got a couple. A website? That, no, not yet, not yet. They're not up yet. But I've got. Uh, What's your website? PhilPal.com. And that's another thing. Uh, Nora, my wife, just took that over. And when I say took that over, I it was to me it was like a garden that had just become overgrown with weeds. And you forgot that it was even a garden, right? right? Because that happens to me with my Twitter. You know, I'm supposed to be twittering every day, and I'm then I get that. here and I forget to do it because I'm busy. I'm living my life, right? I'm doing the what's hard next. part about. That's why I'm I'm looking forward to the NSA surveillance, where I just put on the GoPro and I have the microphone and I just talk. And I realize from time to time that I'm actually oh, I'm on the phone with the universe right now. I need to right. tell them something. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to interject here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to hear from me. It, it's, you, you know what, it, I mean, uh, they know exactly where you are at all times. Who are they? Everybody. Every. I mean, whoever wants to find out. I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing to me, witness, you know, when somebody says this happened at 3 a.m. behind a gas station and somebody's got a picture of it or something, you know, I mean, how yeah. did they say, nothing goes unseen. It seems that way. Nothing goes unseen, and I think it's because you know. Again, we're part. We are connected in that way. But what we're trying to do is not only get people to watch it, but also buy a ticket. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and whatever else comes with that, you know, yeah. the other the other thing, not just the picture, but the frame too. Oh, you want to hang it on a wall? Here's a nail. You don't go anywhere else with those needs. I mean, I got it all right here for you. You know. Uh-huh. So, so your website is being taken over by your wife. Yes, and she's done a marvelous job with it. And and this is all because of you know she runs a website, uh, the pet, <coughs> the petmatchmaker dot com. And the pet doing, matchmaker. Yes, the pet matchmaker. Your wife. Yeah. Nora. Yeah. Who is also a comedian. Uh huh. She has a, a website that's match. She's matchmaking pets. That's right. That's that's. For, is it dogs with dogs or rabbits with? No, no, no. It's people with animals. It's, let's say that you want an uh, animal, um, and uh, Elaine Hendricks, uh, 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 
Hollywood's lovely and talented um, actress, is also an animal advocate. And she started up this idea, Nora and uh, Elaine are friends, and they started it out as a television show. But um, right now they're focusing on uh, the website. And and she knows, Nora knows nothing about uh-huh. matching pets and things of that nature. And she knows nothing about building a website. But she's smart, and she applies uh-huh. herself, and she does a great job with the pet matchmaker thing. And then she said, well, I'm going to do your website. And she does a, an incredible job. But still you have to well, manage we, it all the time. But but what... It's for people like I want a pet and somebody else is tired of their pet, so you're setting... Or a rescue. A rescue, a rescue. primarily. Yeah. yeah, primarily a rescue. Huh. Um, of, of all animals. So sports. she knows how to do websites from learning to do it for mm-hmm. that. And That's now right. she's then passing on that knowledge to you. And, you're and benefiting I'm, from absolutely. that. Absolutely. And, and it's... The timing couldn't have been better. I mean, she redid it, and it, and it looks great, and it's really productive and very easy. And and suddenly, my exposure level, the is up. The burst of it is. Oh, who are you again? You know, because like you're, you're going, but you're on the road pretty regular, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I work pretty steady. You know, yeah. between between the I work the ships and the corporate show and and uh, uh, clubs and things. And you know, if one of those were to drop, I'd, I'd have a a three legged stool with. Two legs, and that's that's or a four-legged stool with three legs. Three legs, either one is not good. That's not too bad. I would love to have a four-legged stool because then I've got an extra leg, and if one drops out, I've still got a three-legged stool as it is. We are going to have to do a five-minute fill about how (laughs) to move that, move to shift those legs Uh so that you really are balanced, so you don't have to. Yeah. From a four to a three is tough right. going. And I've I've used those sorts of things. I've got it. You know, I told you about the little kitty. Um, uh, I I don't. The phone. I, you were going to show me a picture of your cat on your phone? No, I'm going to show you a picture of the cat cage that I built. Um, I went to Why? Home Depot. Because the cat, it was a feral cat when we got it. And I didn't want it uh, to run away, run away. I a wild to, cat? You brought a wild cat into your house? Yeah, Heather Snow brought it over, told my wife about it. And we were trying to foster the cat because she's a pet matchmaker. She's the pet matchmaker. You no, I get it. But cat. how do you match somebody up with a wild cat? That's like a wild... Feral means they're wild. Well, right? I'm, yeah, it was a wild cat, but she was seven or six or seven months old. So, and she was timid and nice mm-hmm. little kitten. Um, and she's a very sweet little kitten. But I wanted her to be out because she likes the outside and to, for her to be connected to the universe and the universe to, you know, uh-huh. all of that. So I built her this little PVC pipe. It's three feet tall, uh, 32 inches wide. It's eight feet long. And uh, I pieced it all together with uh, uh, T-joints and corners. Uh-huh. And, and then what do like you that. put on for the fence part? Uh, plastic chicken wire. <laughs> Plastic oh, chicken yeah, wire. Yeah. And then I just put her in there, and she's in, you know. And then, and then I went to my Army-Navy surplus and bought a camouflage net. So I just draped that net over the top of it. And you can't... So she's got a little shade. She's got a little... Yeah, and it's her own little place, and she loves it. She loves it. But I also film that or take pictures of that for the Pet Matchmaker website. Uh-huh. And, and, I mean, it's just everything is everything. I cannot wait, really, to be retired to where you're just doing nothing. You're like, nothing. Not well, you, but you don't want to do nothing. You want to do all this stuff. Well, well, I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to do nothing. You want to do nothing. Well, you want to stop about, doing. Well, not nothing. Nothing, but nothing. Everything to stay where I'm at. You know, I got to get a new phone because that's the current thing. Well, I'm just well, right, but you don't. But have that's to right do that. where I'm at. But, but do you want to stop doing? You don't want to stop doing stand up. Well, who wants no, to no, retire from that? No, I wouldn't no. want to retire. From I don't. That. No, and the good thing is that it's not hard on the body. You know, it can be. It can be if you're staying up late and you're boozing it up and all that stuff. It can be. Tough. Which are not my 
I mean, I can't stay up late. I have to take a nap. Yeah. You know, which I enjoy. I enjoy a nap. How do you like the cruise ships? I never did those. Um, they're changing quite a lot. Again, remember that everything that is is the extension of what was, but they're changing quite a lot. How are the cruise um, ships changing? Uh, they have a. They're competing with Orlando and Vegas mm-hmm. and Paris. And well, so but I just I'm asking like, what did they used to be like, and what are they like now? Well, they used to be. It used to be, for example, you wore a sport coat or a jacket to dinner every night. Now you don't have to wear one at all. Uh-huh. Um, it, it used to be that my grandparents cruised, and then it was my parents cruised. Now it's my sister and, and her children are cruising, and there's the whole. Well, but they, those people have gotten older now. They're, they have. You're yeah. saying they're not. They're either not cruising anymore, or they've. But got you're their saying own. young people are going on cruises exactly. now, and they're yes. twenty. People are in right. their twenties. Absolutely. Yeah. And the the form of the it used to be the comedian was very uh, generic and television delivery stand here say this don't move around and do it for mm-hmm. x amount of minutes and and that'd be that and now they're there uh, two of the ships that i work on have a dedicated comedy club 105 seats and i do 25 minutes 17 times in a week and uh because there's 17 times there's six thousand people on that ship and so you do you do the same act over. Yeah, if you want to yeah uh, but it's it's uh 25 minutes, 17 times. and 17 times in a week, yeah, that's more than twice a day. Yeah, you've got two shows a night, uh, uh, four nights, and then three shows on the formal nights, which are, there's three nights. Um, and so it's a lot of work, and you can get a lot of work done, you know. Do they pay pretty good? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I just think I'd lose my mind on a ship. Because oh. you, can you call, you can't call people. No, you can't. Connect to the internet. Or, no, you can't. isn't it See, super expensive? Not anymore. See, that's the thing. I mean, it, because people have it on their phone. They lose the revenue stream, so they make it available to you through their revenue stream. It's, it's you can buy a week long internet pass, for example. Um, uh, you can cellular at sea, so that you could call home. Um, mm-hmm. When I first got started doing them in uh, 2001, uh, I would buy a ship phone card that would allow me to use the ocean phone network, and I would I would pay twenty dollars for twenty minutes. Buck a minute. Yeah. And so now you I just did. basically tell your wife that you love her and demand much that it. she tell yep. you that she loves you and yep. then you get off. That was it. Yeah. 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 And, and then the internet wasn't what it is now. Um, and I was in planes, for heaven's sakes. How? Internet's on. Uh, yeah. It's How on does that plane. work? I don't you know. How's a plane going almost supersonic? When that stuff breaks down, that's the thing that everybody thinks that they're all autonomous. People have this. Idea that you know I'm I don't need you I'm self sufficient I can do all my life on my own I don't have to interact with people because all the people who I know are in my phone I just connect to them I don't need you man when the internet goes down or the cellular network goes down some at some point it's going to go down mm-hmm. We're gonna, it'll be like a power failure but exactly. just of the internet for a couple exactly. days and people are going to lose their minds you're not kidding and and it's it's mathematically it's bound to happen. And systemically, it's bound to happen. And I think back, you know, when I was growing up, if you didn't have cash on Friday for the weekend... You could be in trouble. That was before ATMs. Exactly, exactly. Before Before the walls just spit out money. Uh, We still have the ATM. You know, I can walk to a place that's by the beach in Santa Monica. uh On the weekend, a lot of people come out. There's a farmer's market. People go to the beach, and people like to eat breakfast and go to restaurants at night and bars there. And so sometimes if you go to the ATM on on the Sunday or the Monday holiday, it's out. It's Uh, empty. 
we still are living in that world a little Whoa. bit in my neighborhood. Like, it's not on Friday, like, right. we're out of cash for the weekend, you can't do anything. But sometimes you go to the ATM and it's just like, sorry, I'm empty. Yeah, and, and think of that. Think of now. Now I don't have... I don't have cash. And, and imagine that shutting down all over town. Well, because some people have zero cash on them. Yeah. I know people who don't have any cash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, people, I sell a bumper sticker after the show as a t- funny, it's a joke. You know, yeah. I don't, it's not that I'm selling stuff because I have to have the money, but it's like funny to me. I made this thing and people want it. And so it's $5. People, I've had people charge on a credit card $5. Yeah. It's like, all right. Holy yeah. man. Yeah. How do you not have. Well, it's like when you're at the Starbucks and somebody pays with a credit card for their dollar twenty-five coffee, dollar seventy-five, whatever it is. Uh, two things come to mind. You're clearly not balancing your checkbook if you're just swiping that thing because you're not going to reconcile uh, all those. No, cards. there's no way. And the other one is when I see somebody writing a check, I think, "What world is this? Who?" I don't think anybody does balance their checkbook. I, I can't imagine right. that they do. I think you're right. And if you figured out a way to, to embezzle, but just embezzle $3 from everybody once a month, oh, you, yeah. you could do, it'd go on forever. It absolutely would go on forever. And, and it, uh, you know, the hotels, they, they had that USA Today scandal where they were charging everybody, I think it was a dime or something like that. Every hotel. Oh, I didn't hear and about they that. Counted, uh, they counted, USA Today counted that as, as subscription. For their ad revenue, exactly. if they were charging people. Exactly, uh, exactly. And, and the hotels were paying them just a dime just to drop them off. So that's why you'd get one free, and, the, and it came out. Uh-huh. But you think of that, a dime over and over, almost endlessly, really. Well, right, but that the, the big takeaway from that is that you think that when you're buying a USA Today that you're paying them for the USA Today, but really... What they're doing is they're selling you, they're selling your eyeballs to people who are buying ads, and they just are charging you a dime or a quarter or seventy-five cents just to make you, just to keep the illusion up with you. So you think you're buying the USA that's, Today, but really somebody's buying you. That's perceived value, and that's the same with CNN. You know, you that's, think that's, you're getting the news, but really they're 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 selling you to somebody else. That's exactly true, and and all of that information. What, what I buy at Safeway. And what I charge on my credit cards, and, and I I appreciate the catalog shopping. I, I like to do it. But uh, you've been a catalog shopper since before the internet, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I you, well. What are your Victoria favorite catalogs Secret? now? Victor- now I like it's shifted a little bit, but I would have to say uh, I think it's called Hearth and uh, Weather or something like that. Um, and uh, what do they sell? Unique home items. Uh huh. Um, that the, yeti, that plastic yeti that you put. The, the six footer. I can't imagine who buys that. You see that on the Sky Mall. Who buys Who's, uh, that six who foot plastic gets yeti? Gets that thing delivered and says, "Honey, just look. Wait, that's a couple hundred bucks." Too. I know. I can't imagine it. I, Not to make fun of you, if you're listening to this and you yeah. have that, please text me a photo yeah. or Facebook it. <laughs> I don't know how. That would be funny. <laughs> but I do. I look at it and, and I think, like, man, this this is an item that's for 15 year olds who have. Money. Yeah, clearly. You know, or, or the uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it's page after page yeah, in that. But that stuff is. I feel like that stuff is. People get to be fan. There are 15, 20 year old nerd guys who want that stuff, and the Harry Potter stuff. You know, my daughter's into Harry Potter, uh-huh. so she buys that. Well, I, I can't. I mean, maybe she would like a Yeti in our backyard. Uh, well, surprise anyway, her with it. So you would me. surprise her with it, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. you would never see that coming. Um, but it's all—I mean, it's so all hard. relative. I—I got a—I got a, a uh, fathead just the other day, a 
22-inch Peyton Manning head in a yeah. helmet. And then I put it on a stick for Nora. and Because she wanted to have it on a stick so well, she could she carry it around. No, she didn't know it was coming. She, you know, it's, That's one of those things. I'm sure you have this as a husband, that you just do it knowing that they're going to like it, but not ever coming to them with it because it's there's a million no's. You know, that thing, that I'm going to get you a Peyton Manning fat head, 22 inches, and I'm going to put it on a stick for you to wave it out of your game. She would say no, and I'm going to get you a Peyton Manning fat head. That, she loves no. she loves Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, she That's does. She's a fun Bronco fan, and it's this big thing you can now wave around like a. But not pennant. at the game. You can't take that you to the game. Take it to the it's game. Too sure. big. It is would, large. People, it is would, large. It's three like, feet. My whole ticket price no, is at the true. back of your damn. No, that, that part of it. But you would do it through it after a touchdown. You know, because he throws seven a game. You would do it after he does a touchdown. Okay. But you could, now it's around the house and that sort of thing. So I mean, I get the. The iconoclastic fun of those sorts of things and having uh-huh. a mallet or a, you know, right. that was from that one scene and he said that thing and I responded, I, you know, whatever that part. So I get that part of it, but the breadth of it is what gets me. I mean, everything from a precious ring to, mm-hmm. you know, a gigantic uh, sphinx or whatever. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, you haven't watched enough Lord no. of the Rings. That's or clear. or um, that's the thing about not being a parent. I'm not into that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get immersed in that world at all. And those books are much too big for me to read. Yeah, they're long. They have been made into movies. Are you saving for your retirement, or are you just buying fat heads and hoping that that works out? I, I do okay for my retirement, and then I, um, and I also think that why not? I mean, the happiness of the fathead is worth whatever it costs. We could be hit by a bus. That's my whole point. Right now. That's my whole Not thing. right now. Not this minute. Not on this floor of the hotel. No, I mean, that would be a catastrophic problem. Um, but, I mean, that's part of how I, how I want to go out, you know. I mean, I don't want to have it all and hoard it all and live forever and nobody around and, you know. I, I, You'd like to go out within... Fifty feet of all your stuff. Yeah, and about yeah. and about fifty bucks. You know, because you don't have because so you don't have to decide like, do I want to die here in my house or do yeah. I want to fly to Paris and die in my house <laughs> there? Or maybe I would like to die on my you know ultra sophisticated yacht. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 high no. End, I, my super high end yacht. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would like to just be landing on my yacht in my helicopter from my house in Paris when I pass away. That's, that's how I prefer. On to top, go. landing on my money. <laughs> just landing on. Oh no, and it all blows. blows away. It just I was like, oh, this was a huge mistake. And you just go, or was it? <laughs> I think of that, that movie, I'm trying to think, I think it's Public Enemy, where at the end of it, he's going down in flames and he yells, like, top of the world, ma! Yeah. I mean, everything is just a culmination of horseshit and happenstance, and he's a burning thing and he's the winner, you know? Yeah. 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 How do you, you know, like I said, I've got, I got money squirreled away and things like that, and, and, uh, I still have a belief, and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to get somebody's going to dump a pile of money on me. That just seems like you really think that's it, still it, going to happen. Seems, it, it seems like the. I always like to believe that too. I like to believe that just there's one thing, you know, something's going to catch on. You're thing, finally going right? to you go like, oh, I forgot I had that hook in the water. Right? <laughs> I caught it. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's going to feed everybody. Um, and and that's partly. Um, I think, you know, growing up, that, that came from, you know, next month and mm-hmm. maybe then and what if and, you know, that, that sort of hopeful get-out-of-jail-free card, whatever it's going to be, you know. Um, and I, and I, I'm probably wrong, but I'd rather be wrong this way 
than living with the stress of. Well, I think when you sort of when you resign yourself to it, well, that's this nothing good is going to happen anymore. It's just going to be more of this. Yeah, that that's a kind of a depressed way of looking at the world, and I and I do get I do feel that way. I do feel that way more days than I would like. Uh-huh. That well, this is it. Nothing. Just going to be more things that I've already had happen. But you do have that glimmer of hope of like every once in a while you start doing something that's that's fun, that's different, you know, that you really like, like your uh, five minute. Uh, well, and videos or whatnot. Those connection pieces again, because uh, I don't. You may not know this, but there was a. Why would you know it? But there was a point, July Fourth. I got sent home from one of the ships because I had concocted a plan that I was going to jump over the railing. I was going to eat a bunch of pills and drink a bunch of liquor and jump into the frozen water. What? Yeah, because uh, because I I I felt like I I reached it. I had it. I got it. I, I you know. Um, uh, those people that jumped from the buildings at 9-11, right? They didn't commit suicide. They saved themselves from a horrible impending doom. That I they get that, but did you really feel like you were oh, yeah. towards a horrible impending doom? Yeah, that there was just that there was going to be this. So you more were of this. You oh, were yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, you were horribly depressed. bad, horribly bad. And I, was, and I was, you know, medicating, like I said, with pills and booze. Um, and I concocted this plan that there's no room that anybody has to clean up. There's no body that it, I'm going to be fish food. I'm going to be part of the... How, did, how, how did they find out that you were... Well, I told a couple people. I made a mistake of calling a couple of people because I don't. I think I was just despairing and yeah, not. Yeah. not well, see, but this goes back to that connection thing. You connected I, with somebody, and they pulled you back from the edge. And I was disconnected because I, was, I had been gone a lot on the road, and I was working a ship that was going up the passage, and it's beautiful. I'm in the lap of the hand of God. Um, it's up the passage of Alaska for seven days, and it turns around with different people and goes down the passage for seven days. So I'm going to be on it for 14 days. I have to leave the day ahead of time, 15 days, and That's they a need long me. Time. And they need me for 14 minutes of work, two of those days. I'm going to work. You're going to be on for 14 days, and you're only going to do two shows of 14 minutes each. Holy cow! Uh, see, I, you'd almost rather do the 17 shows in seven days. Than, uh, than no two. question about it. No, no doubt about it. Because you work for 14 minutes, and then you're done for seven days. Yeah. And not just done. You're you're incognito done. And I—is this where showbiz has brought me? You're to, not a little celebrity. You're in the middle. Of, you're, you're in the, the middle, middle of nowhere, nowhere on a for, vacation with by yourself. By yourself. It's uh, yeah. for what? This I can is, see this how. is it? Then okay. Well, I've had a good run. This is decent. I, I did some fun things. I achieved a lot of life goals and things like so that. So when did you get, have this plan? Was it after like a weekend or? Uh, no, it was culminating. I think it was. You know, I mean, it was brewing. Like I could probably do that. You know, I could probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no. No reach back, you know. I, I, the internet wasn't working because it's an older ship and it's going through the inside passage, and that's spotty, and the, sh- the yeah. phone was spotty, and I had pretty much no one to reach out to until I got to Juno, and I called my wife and my sister, and I said, "This is the plan, and uh, I'm okay with it." And then they called the police, and then the next thing I know, I'm at the, uh, I'm being pulled off of the ship, and I go to the hospital, and they get psychiatric evaluation, yeah. and sent home that night. Yeah. Um, were you, was that, uh, that must have been kind of, were you, did you feel saved or grateful or embarrassed? Well, or? all of those, you know, yeah. all of those. Like, sort of the weight was, well, now somebody knew. I mean, I, I felt that connection yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah. Somebody knew. Well, okay, I told somebody and somebody knew. And, and, uh, well, it's good advice um, if some, if people are feeling that way to reach out and tell somebody how you feel before you check yourself out. Oh, I, th- I think so. Because, again, you're looking out. And we don't know how it looks looking in, mm-hmm. uh, um, and 
And my friends think I'm a huge success. And they don't under Every bullseye I hit, I hit by mistake. Everyone I aimed at, I, I couldn't have hit for, I couldn't well, have hit by more. It's it's. I feel like you you've got a gift. You're a funny guy, and you and it comes naturally to you. And so you 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 tend to value it less than other people who are looking at you from the outside value it. You know uh, th- that's partly true. And we we all have our self measures, right? I look at your career as a fantastic. Uh, do that. I mean, just oh, I've, do I love that. my career, but yeah, I do struggle myself with that. With the idea of like sometimes from inside me, it feels like oh. I thought that this was going to happen or that was going to happen. I mean, I was developing a show the same time Jerry Seinfeld was developing Seinfeld. We were both at Castle Rock developing TV shows. Right. And I thought what happened to him was also going to happen to me. Right. And, uh, you know, and then other little big disappointments. They're little disappointments at the time because it's like, oh, your TV show didn't go. Well, you're going to do, you get another opportunity later. But then when you look back on those and... Now, at this point, I've had a great time working in clubs and having a career and respect to my peers and fun connections to other people. But, you know, hey, I, could, I thought I was going to be Ray right. Romano or I was going to be Jerry Seinfeld. Right. And that that didn't happen. So from that, if you look at it, if you look at it at that angle, it looks like, oh, that's too bad. But if you look at it from the angle that you're talking about, of like, hey, I won. I haven't had to have a day job. I live in a house six blocks from the beach. Exactly. Like you, I'm I've married a woman that's is way out of my league. I, you know? I, I, turning the kaleidoscope. That's what I call that. You know, I mean, it's the same picture, same colors. Just look at them just slightly differently. Uh, I didn't meant mean that as an insult to you. What uh, the, about marrying a woman out of my? No, no, I, yeah. it's absolutely true and I mean I've achieved uh, I've achieved beyond everything that I right would have thought for myself if you'd have shown it to me I'd have said I don't I didn't but you got just got sucked down into a bad 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 couple weeks in a moment and it seemed like the whole world reality was that one and and for what and for what point you start to think and I mean my brother Nora's brother goes through this he's a fantastic actor last count I think he's been in 60 movies and television mm-hmm. he's worked on every movie that, or every TV show that we've ever written for and and he goes through bouts of man I wish I had that I could have yeah, yeah. you know I, I think that that's what that's what drives the the art part of it and then not to get tangled up in the person part of it sometimes what you do as an artist is commercially viable like Springsteen he's just being the same artist as some guy in a garage who's just as passionate about it, but nobody knows about. It. Well, and that's and that's what I that's what I would say to people who are going through that thing of like, hey, I'm I'm doing the same thing that uh, somebody who's really successful is doing, but they've got all the success and I don't have as much success as them. You know, you really have to kind of get on board with the idea that you are doing the same thing as them, and that success or that fame or that money. That is separate from what you're actually doing and your artistic achievements. And, you know, when I think about the most important things to me, it's it's the connection that I get with the audience when I'm performing and the respect to my peers, you know. That that to me is one of – those are the two things that, you know, if I I didn't have – if I wasn't feeling that, but I but I had a giant successful TV show and a boatload of money and a high-end yacht, I think I would still be miserable. And you hear about those guys. Well, and that's again, that's your connection piece. And my friend one time said, and I think she's so right, that many times in life God has saved me from the things I thought I wanted. And I I went out to L.A. to get a TV show. That, I wanted mm-hmm. to be Bob Newhart. That's I wanted to be I wanted to live a life like Bob Newhart. I have a beautiful wife. I live in a tall building. People respect me, and I'm funny. That was really the parameters of my. That's 
That's Bob Newhart on the TV show, by the way. That's right. Not Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. That's Bob Newhart on the TV show. And and so I wanted to be that guy. So I went to L.A. with those aspirations. And the I don't think the carrot could have gotten any closer to me than it did. And it just evaporated for whatever reason. But it was through no fault of my own. It just... They make decisions the way that they make the decisions, and they don't take your feelings into account when they do it. Or your hopes and your dreams, by the way. Well, or, you know, and the, but there's, yeah, there's also just a huge amount of luck and, you know, that, that you my luck, even... My luck was getting in. Uh, Lisa had a television show. That was her luck. And she elevated two of her friends to writer status. Because Lisa. Lisa Ann Walter, um, Nora's friend from college, and and she. What was the show? Uh, her show was. This show was called uh, My Wildest Dreams, and we were out there right at the time when her pilot was being developed, and it, it just went into the tank. Everybody had quit and had had quit or been fired, and we were just helping Lisa at night at the Mondrian Hotel. We would just go over at night and look through write the script and write some stuff, and she would go in, and and then Lisa said, "I've got some friends who've been helping. Can they come in over the weekend?" And we go in over the weekend. And I'm talking with Mindy and Michael. That's who I know. And it's Mindy Schulteis, who was the president of comedy development at Columbia, and Michael Hanel, who was the vice president. I, I didn't know that. I, I thought it was Mindy. Mindy. Michael. Yeah. W- would you give me a Coke, Mindy? I kind of thought that's who it was. You know, I had no idea. And and we turned, we were credited with turning this project around. Nora and I were. So uh-huh. suddenly we were Hollywood. We'd never written a script together. We don't uh-huh. work together. It wasn't our plan to do that. Yeah. But, but you but just wound up in there. And, and that's what that's what show business of there isn't another career that I know of where you can know nothing about it and be invited in I, I cannot possibly show up at a trial and say you know I, I've watched an awful lot of lawyer shows I think I'm just going to do this there's no way in the world <laughs> but you can do that with show business I mean we went out there without a plan or a thing and within six weeks we were writing television that was my big break it wasn't to get everything yeah, yeah. that i thought i wanted it was to just get this thing that's going to set you, what you've done for yourself has set your life on a trajectory that will affect your daughter forever the, yeah, yeah 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 you know yeah. the way that you've been there for yourself beyond what the television fame and the car right up close could have ever achieved mm-hmm. for you you know mm-hmm. i thought of this and that guy's rolling on the floor because of it yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great piece. Yeah. Like that, you know. Well, how are you feeling now, Phil? I, I'm in a much better place. I, I, I Good. Think, yeah, it was cathartic in that way. It, it, because you do, it's like having your cage rattled a little bit. You do realize that, uh, you know, I. You're, you are connected, and there's much more to it than what you were thinking. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not that kind of micron filter. I don't have to let... Life get through my life so minusculely that only if these things come out of that filter am I worth living it at all. Good yeah, and bad. Yeah, just yeah. take it all on. Just I got it. I got it. You know. I, um, and and um, I, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, you want customer service? Tell them that you're going to kill yourself. I mean, you go right to the front of the line. People call you back within minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it, uh, it's just un. Uh, I, 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 the outreach that I had from people, and I wasn't—I mean, I don't know that. They asked my father-in-law now, who's in a lot of pain, "What's your scale of pain, one to ten? And he says, "Oh, four. Well, that's a four for him. You know, right. I, this is a former Marine. I don't know if this is going to put somebody else on the ground. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, what was? How, how was I feeling? You know, the level. I just was completely 
empty. You were of, wrung out. Of purpose and payback and uh, really only 12 minutes, really? Geez, I could but you sat got, on the toilet longer. But you got, but you immediately got support and got connected and yeah, kind of yeah, kind yeah. snapped. That, you kind of snapped. Sounds like you snapped out of it. Is that it, how you? That's kind of how it was. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of great. Um, because it wasn't. It, it isn't that dire, you know. Yeah. That's this again. It's not so bad that you have to strap yourself with weaponry and start taking people out. Nothing is that bad. Um, nothing is that bad, and and it's certainly not so bad that you have to take your own life. It's not that bad. That mm-hmm. it, I mean, that you get so. That's the crafty part about it is that you slide so smallly, just just incrementally backward each day that you don't really realize mm-hmm. how far from the. And you didn't even really think to reach out to anybody no. until it got completely to the. You were you were like okay eruption this, level here's what I'm at eruption level yeah. and, and and like I said I was okay, I was okay with it I mean I'd really come to but I was altered I, it's not me as my spirit it's it's me as this ego driven blackened place of I didn't get what I wanted and I'm never going to get what I wanted and that's you weren't uh, yeah well you weren't thinking right uh, not you weren't at all. thinking right uh, it wasn't like I say it wasn't me I'm a very optimistic and and lively spirited kind of easygoing guy really yeah no know? that's how I see you very oh. fun loving and just a happy happy person who's willing to laugh at whatever whatever, whatever. if something bad happens to you you just laugh about yeah. it yeah and, and, it, and it, it's telling that even that kind of spirit can be demoted to that kind of place yeah just by the sheer power of that kind of no, it's all noise. Well, it's it's the point of where you're at in your life, but then also that gig. I wouldn't take that gig again. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would sign up for that gig yeah. unless I unless I had it was my wife's dream to go on an Alaska right. cruise and right. she was coming with me. Right. And, Cause, and then cause, for then it's great because I can't take that gets me down. If I'm on the road for even just two weeks in a row, like yeah. this week I'm here for four nights and then I go home for three and then I got to go out next week for four nights. By the time I come home from that, yeah. I'm a little wrung out and tired, and yeah. I really want. To hug it up, right? And then imagine, imagine that not being there, or yeah. if not, and now you got to go out again and again. Yeah, and, yeah. and this was—it came at a—it just, you know, they call it the perfect storm all the time. But it came at a, a place where I was working a lot, and I wasn't connected to any of the fruit from what I was working for because it was all just here and over there and. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going over there to do. You get this. the money, you put it in the bank, and then you go out and Never work again. It. You don't Never really. You're it. not spending it buying no. new clothes. No, and I can a take a picture of my check and link it to my. I don't even have yeah. to go to the bank anymore. You're I, doing that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying I can because you, I still. Yeah. Even when I check in for the for the flight, I don't want it on my phone. I want the ticket. I don't either. I want the physical. I don't do it on the phone I'm either. Flying. Sometimes I check in on the phone, but then I get them to print out. A I always do that. I always do that because now I have it in front of me. Well, you're a guy who likes to say hi to the pilot too. You still do that? I absolutely do. Are we getting Channel Nine today? I uh, um, I want those guys in a good mood, man. I don't want yeah, They're which fine. is the opposite of the state of mind that you were in on this ship. Actually, you yeah. know, we want to say hello to the pilot because you want to make sure yeah. you're safe. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, huh. well, I feel like what just to, we should probably wrap up because you got some place to go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I feel like one of the tricky things in a career in entertainment is you're it's always a hustle. And you have to decide, you have to switch gears between, hey, I need to take every job I can get right now. And then at some point you're like, I can't do every job I can get can get because there's not enough. I can't book myself 
all the time or else I will lose my sanity and my connection right. to things. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's the beginning of your, your stand-up career where you're hustling gigs and if you get something in back-to-back weeks or you're working one, 10 one-nighters in a row, you take it because you're trying to make a living just doing right. stand-up. And then there's the point where it's like, wait, I don't get to see my friends. I can't have a relationship with a person because I'm always going to the airport. I can't work this much. Even though I could technically on paper make this money, it's not healthy for me right. to be gone and disconnected from everybody for that length right. of time. And, um, you, you know, we're all we're all shaking trees for food, right? And some mm-hmm. people just happen to know that, that that building is my tree and it produces this much fruit. And we have to find a tree every day. Every day you have to find a tree that you can shake knowing that it's going to produce fruit. And I, I found mine in this career, but I wasn't feeding the tree from underneath and the fruit became poison and I didn't I didn't even yeah. like what I was doing really I was just this is the level that I'm doing there's a million guys that would like to do that well, right. and I couldn't possibly take it for one more week but I'm talking about switching that gear which I've had to do you know I thought it was only going to be once I thought I'm hustling. I take every gig I can get, and then I make the transition. I move to L.A. I get a pilot. I can start to headline these clubs. Okay, so now right. I'm going to pick and choose what I can do. Right. But then there was a point in my career where it got to be like, oh, no, these some of these things that you said that you weren't going to do, you actually need to do. Right. You know, you need to go here and there. And then it switches back to, no, now i got to start turning them down again. That's, you know? um, those are the, th- the three parts of me, I think. There's, there's Phil the guy that you know is the guy. And there's Phil the comic that was working, and then there's Phil the businessman, you know, that's got to, that troika's got to pay attention to each head, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what happens as the businessman, and oh, we make all this money, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm drinking yeah. my eyes out, you don't the understand. The businessman is sending Phil exactly. the comedian out. Go do yeah. it, and now the comedian is suffering because the And the, the, guy, person, is, exactly. the guy is getting disavowed. Right, or if the guy gets too worked up about, oh, I'm not worth this amount of money, then he's not going to make a living doing that. Sometimes he's got to rely on Phil the businessman. You can't get mad at Phil the guy. This is Phil the businessman talking, and he needs this yeah. much money in order to make make it work. And it's hard to... I think the biggest gift you can get in this business is learning that early yeah, on. Yeah. That there there is a you of you, there is an art of you, and then there is a business side of you. And they may run parallel for a while. One may lag for a while. One may never catch up. But you're all in it together. Exactly. It's the real thing. That's Anytime exactly right. one sacrifices the other one, you know, the business guy sacrifices the human being. No doubt about you're it. You're in trouble because you're all, you all, one of them gets shot, everybody gets shot. That's right. And the, and the success is, in, as you say, the success is in the doing. You know, I don't want to be uh, famous after a plane crash or something like that. You know, I mean, you, you would want some sort of enjoyment along the way, some sort of value yeah. and purpose. Yeah. And, and I think that's the only way. I think without that uh, episode in Alaska, without that catharsis, I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't. I, yeah. I, I probably would have either stopped or just been destructively bitter. And as it is, it was really good for me to reach back and connect inside again, not just to other people that, you know, that I'd forgotten about or not forget, but you just lose, you know, sometimes our tomorrows are two weeks away. You know, this yeah. is the first time I've seen you in two years. And it, it no, picks right back up, right back where it is, which well, that, is the grace of what it is. But that's two years. That's the nice thing to me about this job is to have connections with people that sustain over time, even though they're intermittent, because we share so much right. in common with how how we live and what it's like to be us. Right. You know, so right. so we can 
it's easy to pick up and catch up like what it, what happened since the last report in right you know report in right and um, and, and I, I I mean it's, it was really hard to have that sort of it is a fraternity. That's all there is to it. There is a fraternity to that because it's hard to have that with a lot of people that don't have that. You mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. But as I said, I've got I've got friends that are home every night and are not as connected to their life as uh, I mean. You live for your daughter's things. You work around them. You know. She's yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. a thing that I'm going to. Whoa! I got to clean that. You know. I mean, there's a there's a piece there that that you get because of the lack of it. You know. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it because it's not always around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, Nora and I generally we have a squabble the day before I leave and the day when I come home. Yeah, you know, I, I, we have that too. The yeah. reentry is always tricky. Uh-huh. Yeah, the reentry is a little trickier than the departure, but it's the reentry because yeah. you come in hot. It's, it's you true. come in hot. No, no, no. You're absolutely and then right. They're also they're also kind of ready for like what I've been doing this by myself. So now it's time for you to. Punch that's, in. That's the resistance. And you're that like, you have no, I'm punching pierce. out. That's the I'm punching out. Right. You want me to punch that's in? Right. Yeah. No, that, I mean that's so right. I mean I'm here to. I, I just want to drop my bags. You don't understand. I just want to. I, I want to drop the world right at this door. And you have been carrying the world since I've been gone. I get it, but I don't want to. Yeah, we kind of have a mutual agreement now to kind of try and be cool like that. But every once in a while, we also get the departure one where it's going to be gone for a while, or I'm going to do a gig that is not one of my favorites, or it's it's longer than I want, right. or you know whatever, and we'll end up having a little squabble the night before, and, and then I'll realize, oh, this isn't about whatever it, right. it's about, right? But uh, and that's how it will sustain that your awareness of those things, and and, and I mean that across the board. That's how your career will sustain because. I I don't want to do this, but if I do this, then I I can do all of these other things. That's what we were talking about the other day. You well, know? yeah, you got to just kind of sometimes just like cool down, don't have an emotion, you know, set aside your emotion for a little while, wait and see if maybe tomorrow you don't. Right. It se- doesn't seem like this intense with your wife, you know, right. or, or wait, the day day after you get home is always going to be nicer than the day you get home. Or, and or not always, but a and, lot. And peel back, peel back. I mean, we'll have a uh, argument about. Driving too close on the way to the airport. You know, you just came over close to that guy, you know, that, that kind of thing. And really what it's about is, you know, you're not going to be here shortly. And I miss it when you're here. Yeah. Uh, terribly. Yeah. And you're a big help to me, undoubtedly. And this really, really works and is great. And it's going to come blowing apart and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do? Yell at you for it, you know, because I, I'm not really in that place of what it's really about. I'm, I'm threatened by that it's going to go away. I, yeah. You know, and it's a precious thing. And it, 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 the fact that you are angry about it is, you know, you yeah. value it. You value yeah, yeah, it. And yeah. The, the, the key is to get inside and underneath that, the anger to what is probably. To what to the reality of, like, I'm mad because I'm going to miss you so mm-hmm. much and I don't like that I have to right. go and all that. Right, yeah. which is probably, again, fear and all of those other things that gets covered up by that. But um, introspection is the is the the good thing, you know, to yeah. to take the second and say, you know what, rather than that stupid ass, you know, she's yeah. all, you know, and, and then yeah. because then you're then you're not part of a happy trio, you're part of a miserable trio. Yeah. And and then that's I mean, who wants to be part of that? Yeah. You gotta breathe through it. Yeah. Breathe through it. Well thanks again for coming on the show. Okay. I'm I'm glad I hope you enjoy your Duffy rolls. I, I will. I love coming I will. On the I'm show. glad that you shared those with me and uh it's clear you love your wife, and I love my wife. Uh, it, it, you know, it's uh, it's. We had this uh, dinner the other night, 
and uh, some of the cards came out and little discussion cards. And one of the things was the thing, your proudest accomplishment. And I really, I, it, my career is my career, but it's been blocked by outside forces to some degree, whatever degree. Uh-huh. Other people who get what they want, right? Yeah, yeah. But my marriage is, I'm the proudest of that. I mean, I work really, really hard at it. But it's the most gratifying, I'm sure, thing that you – because you – again, those fruits of it, uh, it's, it's fun to tell a joke. It's fun to hear laughs and things like that, but to help somebody else and to – Well, that's to go back to what I said earlier about what I – the most satisfying things about my career. It's that connection with the other – with the audience right. and with the other comedians right. and the respect to your peers. It's right. those peop, those human – Connections that are the most satisfying, and, and of course, the most satisfying human connection is that one that you have with your primary relationship. Right. Who who you allow to see you at your ugliest, you know, mm-hmm. and my weakest. And Hopefully, my, not on a regular basis. Well, no, I, I, she wouldn't stay. Believe me, man, she wouldn't stay. Well, this is what I always say at, the, at some point in the show because I always wanted to talk. It's, I'm glad that you came, and I'm glad that you talked about what we ended up talking about with with your depression. Oh. Because uh, I always say during the show, because I, I can relate to that. And the thing that I always say during the show is don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to carry know, that with me. You know, and because you can, you can do it tomorrow. That's right. No, that's, that's one thing you can put off. Yeah. Is giving <laughs> up. Just, just wait. Just wait and give up later. Yeah. No, I like the idea of that. Yeah. Takes a little bit of pressure off. It does. It does. <laughs> All right, I'll, Phil. I'll quit later. Thanks. High five. Yeah, I like that. that was, Super good, man. That was really fun. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A couple of gentlemen with an axe to grind about the way the world is turning nowadays. Uh, I don't know if you could relate to any of that at the beginning about our fr- frustrations with our cable and cell phone providers. I imagine that you could. And uh, I really have to say that uh, Phil is one of my favorite people, and I am so glad that he made it through his dark night of the soul, or at least that dark night of the soul. We all have our dark nights of the soul that come from time to time to visit us. And... Uh, and that's when you do have to remember not to give up. Um, I kind of feel like I have to call Phil back now and kind of tell him how much I enjoy his company and how happy I am that he is still around and how much I hope that uh, I will see him from time to time from here on for the rest of the time that I am here. Um, and I hope that I will hear you someday saying hello to me at a comedy club or a theater in your area. And I hope that you will hear me saying hello to you next week on the next episode of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. And also, don't forget, there may be a, there may be a bonus episode. You know, if you're subscribing, you get all the episodes. You don't have to worry about going out and downloading the bonus episode of Nigel Talking. So please subscribe if you if you if you get a chance. I mean, it doesn't really cost you anything. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, maybe you go on iTunes and write a friendly, positive review. It helps. It helps. Every little bit helps. That's a thing that I think is probably true. Every little bit helps a little bit. And some some big helps help a big bit. But we don't have time to get into that. It's already growing late. Cheers. Thank you for listening. And uh, crank it up. Crank it up. Crank it up. <laughs>